Amen. As the children go back, um, since you've already been exercised in a game or test or whatever you want to call it, I'm going to give you one right off the bat here. I want you to turn to the first book and chapter in your Bible, if you can figure that one out. The first book and the first chapter of your Bible, and that would be Genesis chapter 1. Now, that's an easy one to get to. And now I'm going to read the first part of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, if you would go there. Genesis 1, 26. I'm just reading the first part of it. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. In the New Testament, It's referring to the salvation of the believer. Colossians 3.10 And have put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Now I've mentioned this before. We've heard the term N-I-L which stands for name, image, and likeness. It's interesting to hear the world tell the story, I always get a kick out of this, of God, they can't help it, without them even realizing it. In college sports, NIL represents the value of a person's reputation and grants rights to charge for the use of their name, image, and likeness. So let's get right to the preaching here. We were made in God's image and likeness, and we are to carry out the reputation of His Son's name to the world. And He gets all the glory, honor, for using His name, His likeness, and His image. I looked up the word image, looking for a definition, and here's the first two things that popped up, and I thought, boy, that's right on target. Number one, a representation of the external form of a person or thing. You know, we are created in the image of God. Humanity is special above all God's creation. Another definition is this, and I really like this one, especially for the message this morning. Image is the general impression that a person, organization, or product presents to the public. Think about that. God stamped His image upon the creation of man. And man is to impress that image to the world. God's image must permeate our home. It must be taught early. And the image of God should radiate to the world through, from our person, from our home, and through our church. Now, consistent, being consistent with the continued allegory as we get closer to family camp, today's message will be entitled, Your Home's Image. Your Home's Image. Let's pray. Father, what a glory it is to stop and to think that we are created in your image. And we are to represent your image in a world that wants to tear it down. 
what a task, but what a wonder for those who love you, who have trusted you as Savior, to present the image of God to this world. What a wonderful thing. Help us to understand greater today what that is and to stand that our homes, that our churches, that our persons will reflect the image of God to this world. Father, I just pray that we would have the courage to do so. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is the image of God? He allows us to see some things in our lives. Let's take a look at what God says about the image of man and how that reflects the image of God. Let's pick up the text in verse 126 again. We were just there. It said, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Man has been given a dominion. We talked about that this morning. This is important. A dominion over all the earth. Have you ever noticed the order of creation? Um, I just got Joe's thing here going over creation here, and that's a pretty good, I might just hang on to that there. Day one, light and darkness. <laughs> pretty good picture here. <laughs> light and darkness. Opposing forces. Two opposing forces. Day one of VBS, that's what it's about to start out. It's a very basic thing. It's a good kingdom and a bad kingdom. Light, dark, opposing forces. By the way, did you realize there was light on the earth before the sun and the moon? No problem. You'll find out in the end that the sun and the moon will be dissolved. The elements will burn with fire, they'll be gone, but there's still light because God is the light in the kingdom. It was like that before. Some things we kind of miss and don't think about. Day two, and I'm just trying to give you the progression to kind of understand, because this, this is all setting up mankind, the, having the dominion over it all. He gives an airspace called the heavens by splitting the waters. The clouds, and it's just talking about the heaven, the air, that we see the, the heavens out there. And I hope you're starting to get in the picture. God is providing the backdrop for man's existence. Beginning with the basic and least personal relatable things and then building uh, as it goes. What's next? Day three, land to walk on and build and seas to marvel at and to travel on. Basic food and ground cover, grass kinds, tree kinds with fruit kinds. You just see it building in order. He's setting all this up for us. Day four, physical objects in the sky. Don't really need them for light. But God put them up there. What does he say? The sun the moon and the stars that give man signs of wonder <laughs> to divide light and dark 
and to mark time and to give seasons. Each day adding more and more of all the, the all of God and His wonder and for our enjoyment and for purposes. Day five, great and wondrous living sea creatures for life in the waters below and birds of all kinds with wonder of flight in the heavens above. So He took care of below us and above us. And next we'll see the wonders at the earth level where we dwell. Day six, God then decorates the earth with beings of animals and creeping things. The greatest living things that man can closely relate to. From these we have wonderful pets of all kinds that thrill our soul. Puppies, kittens, lambs, cattle, horses, on and on and on. All these things God made for man. Man has honored these things by having pets, zoos, beaches, mountains, fishing, hunting, farms, gardens, orchards, flowers, and all sorts of other things to fill our joy that we might lift our hands to the praise and honor of God. Man is at the top of God's creation. He has dominion. Genesis 2, 7, and the Lord God, and you can follow here, it's just real close. <laughs> and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. No other creature do I see where God breathed into them his breath, the breath of life other than man. Everything else was put under man. Man is special. He put these here for us and for our dominion over them. This is important. The world is trying to change that image, folks. To give these things dominion over man. To run us, to rule us. And to worship these things in the worst case. <laughs> but it's a disgusting thing to God's image. Romans 1.23, and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Man is God's prized creation. Being in the image of God brings a certain high respect. Listen to this. We are to have to each other. This is how God made us, and, and it's, it's important because we were made after His image. A general respect that we should have regardless of our position as a child of God or not. James 3.8 says, But the tongue can no man tame, and it is unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we man, men, listen to this, which are made after the similitude of God. There is something important about every man on here. I don't care who they are, what they are. They were made after God's image. And God says, hey, you need to take note of this. It says, out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing my brethren. These things ought not so to be. Now let's move forward to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. And listen to what he sets out here. Male and female created he them male and female. No, 
he didn't forget other genders. This is a part of the image of God and a blessing to be either a male or a female, whatever you are. Glory in it. It was God's design. We can honor each unique created gender. Many things men and women are equal in. I believe that this is indicated when the general address of man refers to both man and woman, but you know, the world fights that, doesn't it? it? It just can't seem to handle it. You know, terms like salesman have been changed to salesperson out of offense to women. This is not an offense to women. It's an order that God established when he made woman from the man. And so we can identify that way. It's okay. This is what God has. What people are offended about is the image of God that he put into man. They're bucking against that. You know, I was thinking about you, Tim. You used to write manuals and stuff, right? Well, I'm not sure that you could call them manuals anymore. Or the manual button, it might be the manual button or manual, depending on, you know. I mean, you might have a ton to write. Both man and woman have the same nature. They're both highly created beings with dominion over the earth. Both will have will, intellect, emotion, and moral sense, and with an eternal soul with the capacity to communicate with God. All these ways and others, men and women are absolutely equal. There is no inequality between men and women in the view of God. We will all answer individually to him. But equality is not sameness. It's very clear that men and women are not the same. And if I have to explain that, uh, phew, we, uh, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, God created differences, but with purposes. He knows what he's doing, folks. It is these differences that further designs the image of God that we present when we follow these things. And we see these differences in the Godhead, by the way. As hard as it is to understand, we see some things in the Godhead. Think about it, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All have equality as God. Do they not? They're all God. Yet there are differences in order and in role in those. The pecking order never changes. You always see it. It's God the Father, then the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and it goes up through there, all having unique roles in heaven and earth. It is part of God's image to embrace either being a man or a woman and to play the roles given to us to accept and accept that position given to us. Verse 28 uh, in, in chapter 1 shows the purpose of this. It says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. God made man and woman to procreate, to have children, to raise children unto God. Psalm 127.3, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb 
is his reward. It takes one man and one woman. His purpose cannot be performed with two of the same sex. This is all to be the image we are to have as individuals, homes, in our homes and in our churches. But some will try to corrupt the scriptures speaking about eunuchs in the Bible. Trying to make a case for a third gender of homosexuality and from there every other perversion of the image of God. Eunuchs simply were men who did not act upon sexual desire. Some because of physical means. Other by mental means, how they choose to believe. Some were born that way, some were made that way by others, and some by their own will that they might better serve God. You can look those up in the scriptures. The removed desire never changed a gender desire. It removed it. You know, when people get older, they lose their desires. That doesn't change their gender or who they are. God fully condemned sodomy both in the Old Testament and the New. Sodomy was wickedness condemned and judged at Sodom and Gomorrah. Romans chapter 1 is a severe condemnation to sexual relations outside of a man and a woman. Sexual per perversion is an abomination. You know what abomination means? A disgusting thing. It's a disgusting thing to God. God is never holding back good from us. <laughs> It's not like he's holding back something. He's, he's withholding something that is bad for us. And it's good that people repent from that. It's for their good. folks. There's never a case for sexual orientation outside of a man and a woman. This is part of God's image and identity. At times, because of the curse, there are times when people are born with Mixed up hormonal balance. I know people in these cases. Some, because of drugs used for another disease, causes an imbalance. And there's problems hormonally. Some come because of forbidden lifestyles that wrongly influence the minds of children and adults. It's pushed upon them into, into their minds, their thoughts. It's coming to a point that adults are wanting to exercise the right to change a child into the opposite of how they were created to be, but through hormonal injections. There is need for those injections, but it's to solve the wrong thing. You know, when someone has cancer, we flag that as needing treatment and we treat them for it. We don't inject cancer cells into someone to give them cancer and then promote it. You know, that sounds kind of crazy, but it's really pretty much what they're talking about doing. Genesis 2.8, let's move forward. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. That's Genesis 2.8. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Genesis 2.15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. It is the image of God for man to work. A man who is able and does not work is not representing God well to the world. Now let's move to Genesis 2.16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat. As clear as it is for man to have dominion over the earth, 
it is a reflection of the image of God having dominion over man. It's a, it's, God's just making us like he is in a way. God is to be over, we are to be under, but God is perfect and he only has what is best for us. There is no better joyful or peaceful place than under God's dominion. Our complete fulfillment and satisfaction is under the commands of God. Just ask Adam and Eve. We were made to be under him and to be fulfilled in that. The world, unsaved, buck against that. They don't want God ruling over us. It is in our best interest. I don't know if you, if you think about it. Man, if all I had to do in life was just do what God told me to do and I could enjoy life, think about that. It's kind of a crazy thought to think otherwise. Genesis 2.18, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make and help meet for him. Now it's interesting that after this verse, you would think it would go right to the creation of the woman. But for some reason it doesn't. <laughs> he goes to the animal company at first. But that does not resolve the issue of loneliness for man. In the image of God, loneliness was not fulfilled with a lower life form. Yes, there is joy, and we enjoy animals, but that's not a cure for loneliness. Also to note, God did not create another man as a help to cure loneliness. You know, if you think about a man, you know, hey, if we're building a house, I, I think I'd want, you know, as far as help and work and things, that another guy is a lot more useful especially when you're putting up a beam or something like that. But he didn't give man another man. You know, it's great time to go hunting, golfing, and bowling with the guys. I mean, being the boys, we have a great time, and I'm sure all of you, you go out with other men, and it's just flat-out enjoyable. But that was not the cure for your loneliness. God created a woman to fill that need. Verse 19 says, now to the ground, uh, following the verse that, uh, that, that it's not good for man to be alone, he says, out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found and help meet for him, sufficient for him. Verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. It is in man to love a woman and to share the most intimate relationship one could have. Proverbs 18.22 says, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. It's, it's, that's God's thing for us. It pleases Him for us to find a wife. In other words, God is behind a marriage of a man and a woman. It is his design and in the general purpose and image that is projected 
that he delights in. Now, I think I may have told you this before. What is the difference between the words complete and finished? When you marry the right girl, you become complete. When you marry the wrong one, you are finished. Yeah, had to break this. I was getting a little serious here. Here's the other image principle. The union of one man and one woman for life. This is a foundational image that we are to demonstrate to the world. We, our families and our churches, need to have correct identity, and that is the image of God. But we have a world that has its guns pointed at the image of God, and it is seeking to implode individuals, homes, and churches. Implode means from within. We can't allow that to happen. Don't ever think your children are safe from the influence of the world, which is aimed to tear down the image of God that our children should have. I know some good homes. I, I'm, there's one I'm scratching my head. How that ever happened in that home? Many tactics are very blunt and rude, yet others are more subtle and some deceptive. The fashion market. Just try and find squared away, modest clothing that the world has not printed all over it. Try to find it. It's hard to find. There are agendas behind the fashion market that is fueled by worldly music. This is, this is where it's generated from. Sports in Hollywood. Stores are creating gender neutral or gender Reversal toys and games. This is all happening right in front of our faces and in the front of our kids. Now these are a bit more subtle. However, there are even more subtle devices. Sometimes programs, let's say trying to remove bullying from the schools. That sounds good and it is good. You know, I don't want any bullying happening in this church. I'm going to put a stop. Everybody ought to feel safe and good and welcome and glad to come to church and not have to worry about being bullied. That sounds good. But you start looking into this, it's very subtle, but it's a way of promoting these alternative lifestyles because those are the ones who are getting picked on. And all of a sudden, it becomes a new, very subtle agenda. You ought to be aware of these things. Some things are blunt and gross, trying to pass legislation that allow parents to ch of children to actively change their gender of their children by hormonal treatments. I mean, that, that is just, that is flat out wrong, ridiculous, and we need to stand against that stuff. Yet other ways are flat out traps, especially with the internet. A simple click on a trending hashtag can give exposure to homosexual images you would never want your children to see. It's, we need to be on guard. Television is a constant feed of pushing the world and evil agendas. TV, radio, social media, and public education work on a daily grind to desensitize us to elicit sexual content. It's on the radio every day. And we're becoming desensitized to like the wording and what they say on some of these commercials. 
We live in a world where people who know better are caving in also to the tearing down of God's image. Maybe because they're afraid of losing a job, getting sued, or losing some followers on their Facebook, or getting persecuted. I don't know, but I begin to hear things like, as long as it doesn't affect me. Or I have a friend who is. Or fill in the blank. You know, some kind of like watery down thing about this so we don't have to deal with straight on with the issue. The issue is the image of God, folks. He made it a certain way. Parents, if you're worth anything, you need to fight. And here's how. Number one, spend a lot of quality time with your children. If you don't, someone will. And you never know what kind of influence that may be. Be careful of who your child spends time with in any areas of privacy that they may be found in. You need to be weary of. I'm not only talking about friends, but and I, the cousins. It's great. We have a great big cousin crew, and it's a lot of fun. There's a way to handle that. I'll tell you what. I grew up in that world of cousins, but parents... They went and did one thing and just let the kids do whatever we wanted to do. I got quite an education. I was one of the younger ones. And you'd be appalled at what I got as an education through my cousins. There needs to be ways of managing that, but that stuff doesn't happen. Not only that, but even as your children, as they age and they grow up, there's things that, as they mature, that you need to ensure some privacy and some rules and some ways of doing things inside your own home. It's just, there's natural things, but you need to be very careful of that. Insist on proper, pure behavior and be sure there's accountability at all times to the best of your ability. Number two, be sure they have distinction in their dress along with modesty. The fashion market not only attacks modesty, but it also attacks gender distinction as a boy or a girl. The world will tell you, it's not that big a deal. No, it is a big deal. Number three, maybe more earlier than you care to because of the aggressive influence of sex education, give your children the holy view of marriage and the traps of perversion of holiness in it. You're going to have to sit down and talk with them. And it may be earlier than you care for. Balance your children's desires. Perhaps your son would rather cook in the kitchen than play outside with others. Well, I, you know, these are just ideas. Make sure he is masculine in his cooking efforts and mannerisms it's okay to cook it's not a normal man thing although if you're a bachelor you better learn to cook but there's a way to do it maybe cook with him as a father sometime and perhaps he does just need to go outside and enjoy the other kids once in a while and just make them do that i, I don't know what those things are you're going to have to ask god for wisdom Perhaps you have a girl who's really good at, at, at and loves to play sports called a tomboy. Katie was a tomboy. She was really good. 
man, my, <laughs> uh, my brother-in-law, Greg, was trying to recruit her <laughs> in the softball team. He had girls, and he, was, and he saw Katie up there hit at bat, and he's like, oh, I'd love to have her on my team. <laughs> There's a place for it, you know. We go out, you know, she might play with the family or whatever, but how do you handle those things? takes a lot of care, prayer, and wisdom in these areas, but don't let them slide or give up on it. Romans 8, 28 <clears throat> and 29, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He also did pre predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. May we be resolved to uphold the name, image, and likeness of Jesus Christ personally and corporately in our churches and in our homes. Image. A representation of the external form of a person or thing. We are created in the image of God. Another definition, the general impression that a person, organization, or product presents to the public. Man has been given dominion over the earth. We do not put any part of creation above us. We do not worship any of it. We only worship the creator of it all. We were created above all creation. We are to enjoy it, dress it, take care of it, tame it, and manage it in the way we see It is the likeness of God who exercised dominion over all. We are to identify as we were born as a man or a woman, nothing else, period. It is the likeness of God to identify distinctly as the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit. We are to operate in the role of a man or a woman as prescribed in the Bible. We are to do this internally and externally by action, and we should support actions of, like, you think these are simple, letting women go first, opening the door for them, men doing the work and providing, women supporting the work of the home and in support of the husband. It is likeness for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to carry out distinct roles. It's in the very image of God. We are to generally, and I say generally, so it's not for everybody, but for the most part, to be merry and to be faithful to our spouse for life. This is a picture of Christ in the church. We are not to change that image. We are to generally have children. Some don't have children, but for the most part, we're to have children as a heritage unto the Lord and to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. God in likeness came to give life and to give it abundantly. It's interesting, I've watched some movies. Uh, it's called The Green Planet. It was by the BBC. And, when you, and they have this amazing photography. And what I got out of that, you, you have plants striving for the sun. They, they strive, everything is striving for life. God is about life. He is not about death. Everything in his creation just tries to live. 
It's, it's how God creates, it's who God is. Likewise, we are to desire to grow and to protect all human life, to establish family to the highest level. In likeness, God sent his son to die for an undeserving world that all might be born again into the family of God. Now, this is a little bit different invitation than we're used to, but I'm going to have um, Brother or, uh, Tim, <laughs> reader, come, and he's going to lead us in a song, and Sister Debbie's going to come and play for him. And just think about the message as we sing this song on page 448. Oh, to be like thee. Oh, to be like thee. seated you know we talked about the image that we are to create the internal image in our in our minds and in our homes 
in our churches, but how should we handle those on the outside? They that are their lifestyle changing the image of God to what it is not. I'm going to give you four letters. I hope you don't chuckle too much at this, but they're L G B T. And I'll give you L is for love. If you have hate toward people, you're no use. You know this lifestyle by the word of God is is going to destroy their life. It's destructive. It needs to burden you. You know, sometimes we won't have an opportunity to talk to people. They'll be shoved away. They don't want to hear it or whatever. But there's nobody so bad that you can't pray for them. G. Give them the truth. The Bible truth. It's clearly an abomination to God because it leads to death, not life. B, be respectful. They were made in the image of God. There's a certain quality about all men that they're the image of God and we are to respect that. And then T, take a stand. Man, we gotta take a stand, folks. It's gonna, it may get tough, but we can't afford to water anything down. Take a stand. Let's pray. Father, I just pray, Lord, this message goes deep into our hearts in the right way, in a kind and a loving way. And may we do the work as parents in the home and as leaders in the church and a personal responsibility to God to show forth God's image in a pure, truthful way. Now, Father, I just pray for each family here represented today. May you uh, work in their hearts and life in a mighty way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You are dismissed.